You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Thanks for checking out this podcast on Lone Star Community Radio. If you like this show or other shows on Lone Star Community Radio, make sure to subscribe to them on YouTube and iTunes and also Google Play. Uh, if you have any questions about sponsorships or being a guest on these kind of shows, make sure you email me. I'm the station manager. Hi, my name is Dick, and you can email me at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com, or you can call in and leave a message at 936 647 3776 just want to let you know we're here to support Montgomery County and I hope you enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome in to Jake and Forsyth here on Lone Star Community Radio 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on iartlonestar.com Ooh wee It is a gorgeous gorgeous Wednesday Man it's so nice to finally have some good weather and it's my Friday I, I know everybody else out there um, you, you guys may not know Wednesdays are my Fridays now so I work uh, for I have another full time job and I do this on the side uh, as a you know fun hobby thing and, um, yeah, and, and so my work week is not your typical Monday through Friday situation. I actually work, my Monday is actually y'all's Friday, which is quite crazy, quite nuts. Um, so today is my Friday, and every Wednesday is my Friday, and I am super pumped about that uh, when I come into this show because this is the best way to kind of kick off my weekend, and I love it. I love it. So, uh, welcome in. I am your host, Jake LaFleur, the host of the one and only Jake from Sports Talk uh, here on Lone Star Community Radio. Uh, If you want to check out who I am, what I'm about, everything like that, go to uh, best way to kind of connect to everything with me is IRLoneStar.com. Go to the show page link, Jake from Sports Talk. Go down, follow the tabs down, find Jake from Sports Talk. On that page, everywhere, everything you need to know about me, my uh, Facebook, Google Play, iTunes accounts, uh, YouTube account, all that good stuff. My Gmail's on there. Any way to get in touch with me, any way to reach me, right there on that page. But yes, if you want to just do a Google search, Jake from Sports Talk, that'll take you to my YouTube, that'll take you to my Google Play, that'll take you to Facebook, iTunes, all that stuff. The iTunes and Google Play, that's my podcasted version. YouTube, that's my video version. Facebook and Gmail are your ways to get in touch with me. The Gmail is at Jake from Sports Talk, um, at gmail.com, Facebook, everything else. Just search Jake from Sports Talk. Um, and, yeah, so go follow, subscribe, like me on all that, uh, all those pages and everything like that, and you can never miss a, a wonderful show of Jake from Sports Talk. So... There we go. Intro done. Awesome. Great to be back in. Uh, we are live here every Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. If you ever get a chance to come down here, if you're in the Conroe area or if you're outside the Conroe area, come visit Conroe. Con- First of all, Conroe is awesome. 
Um, it, you know, you got the Woodlands right there attached to it. You've got uh, Lake Conroe right there attached to it. You've got Sam Houston National Forest for bird watching and hunting and all sorts of other things attached to it. And then you've got downtown Conroe right where the station is actually located. Um, and we are located right on Main Street. So if you ever get a chance to come by, we have two big windows. You can look into the station. You can see my goofy face recording this stuff. It is an awesome place, especially on a day so beautiful like this. And there's so much to do in downtown Conroe. Um, you can literally spend days down here, and it's like five square blocks. And, you know, it's hard to believe, but I promise you, you can. So, um, all right, what we're going to talk about today, we're going to dive real quick into um, – and I know a lot of people have been kind of pushing me for football because we just had the, the NFL Combine. And, uh, you know, just to kind of touch on that real quick, we're going to talk a lot of football next week. Um, I don't like doing mock drafts or anything like that, but I am going to talk situational sort of, sort of stuff next week. We're going to dive into quarterbacks. We're going to dive into kind of what I think the Browns, the, the Colts, the Giants, everybody in the top five – Unfortunately, the Texans should be there, but they don't get it, so that kind of stinks. But, uh, yeah, hang in there, and we're going to talk a lot of football next week. Um, we're going to talk a little basketball to start out today, and we're going to transition to a little more basketball. But the first segment, we're going to be college basketball. Second segment is going to be NBA. And then I want to touch on some uh, golf. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, how boring is that? I got a really interesting concept for you to think about here, and it's actually our question of the week. And I want you guys to answer or respond to me and tell me what you think, whether you agree with me, disagree with me, you think I'm an idiot, you think I'm a genius, whatever the case may be. I want you guys to reach out to me uh, on that subject. But starting out, uh, what the uh, NCAA side of things and everything that's going on there. The FBI investigation, everything with Sean Miller out at Arizona State or Arizona University. Um, I don't really like diving into that entirely yet. We have so much speculation on he said, she said sort of situation right now. And there's just not enough facts out there yet. ESPN is reporting a ton of stuff. You have also a ton of other news outlets that are, are credible news outlets that are saying that what ESPN is reporting is wrong. So I don't really want to dive a whole lot into the specifics on that specific case. I want to talk more about the grand scheme of things and the paying of players. Now, we have a system in place right now where athletes obviously get paid in uh, tuition and they get paid in, in, in an education. And, um, you know, once upon a time, I think that might have been okay. But when uh, the academic side of it became less of a focus for not just the players. I mean, you know, some of the players are there to get an education first and foremost. Some of the players go and they, you know, they're going to stay four years no matter what because they want that piece of paper, and that's fine. But there's also a lot of people that go, and it isn't about an education. It's not about uh, getting uh, that degree at the end of the day. It's about, you know, it being the next step to the pro professional level, whatever the sport may be. So... You then take that into consideration, consideration along with the coaching aspect and the coaching side of it and how much it's, it, it is a business. I mean, you're, you're paying just like they would pay a, a, a student to get an academic um, scholarship. You're, you're, you, you're paying them with that scholarship, a full-ride academic scholarship, 
but you're putting expectations on them and your expectations are for them to maintain a certain GPA to main, to retain that academic scholarship for the following year. And you employ the best professors to give them the best education because it ultimately reflects the overall quality of your learning institute depending on how well those athlete or those uh, academic students do. And that's the reason why you want them to come to your school. So that's the reason why you give them the academic scholarship. Well, roles reverse. You do it the same thing for the athlete, but instead of paying them in uh, athletic, you know, uh, how do I, how do I put this? You're rewarding the academic students with an academic scholarship. You need to reward these students with a sports related bonus or benefit that they can that they can utilize to ultimately help further their career. A lot of these athletes, you know, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be required to go to school or anything like that. Education is still first and foremost their uh, a not their responsibility, I shouldn't say first and foremost. It is a responsibility there. That is also um, something that they have to do on the side of what their job actually is. And what their job is, is to go and play a sport there. And you, you do this with every sport, it, no matter what sport it is. When you're giving them an athletic scholarship, you're, you're paying them to come play for your sport, for your school, so that way your school benefits the most out of uh, them representing your school and, 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 and people identify with your school and ultimately brings in ticket sales and, and all these sorts of things, all these benefits that you're getting, TV contracts, ticket sales, merchandise sales, everything like that, everything that you're making, all those dollars that you're making off of those kids' backs, you're, in, you're, you're doing the same thing with those academic scholarship receivers as well. It's just not as direct A to B. You know, you're not selling jerseys with – um, you know, player X on the back of it and then receiving the money from that like you're doing with the academic scholarship people. My, the comparison there is there's just not enough of a direct correlation between the profit you make off of an academic scholarship student as there is off of an athletic scholarship student. And so there's a, there's the, the profit is more direct and it's more directly correlated, and it's also something that you see immediately, and you receive immediately. Those television contracts and things like that, you receive those things immediately. And so my issue, or the, the, the people who try to compare those two, it, it's completely different. What we need to reward these athletic students that are putting their bodies on the line just like those academic students are putting their brains on the on the line, which it's just a different form of putting their brain on the line compared to some of these you know athletes that play football, lacrosse, baseball, uh, rugby, things like that, uh, swimmers, divers, all those all those things, all all these physical tolls that these athletes are putting on their body, they need to be compensated accordingly because 
that's their career path. That's what they're going to college for. Just like you go to a vocational school to get a vocational degree, you're going to culinary school, you're going to graphic design school, you're going to, uh, you know, name it, you know, mechanic school, you know, to be a car mechanic or an airplane mechanic, whatever the case may be, you're going specifically for that. Those academic scholarship receivers, they're going for academics because they want to do something within the, you know, they, they want to do something more with their brain and not to say that the athletes are stupid or anything like that, but they want to do more with their, with their, their, they want to achieve higher with a higher diploma than what an athlete's going to get. So they're going to become doctors and lawyers and, and CEOs and, and various things like that. But an athlete is going to school to that, that I, and I hate calling it a school and I'll get into that in a second, but they're going to that institution because they want to play football at the next level. Not all of them. Some of them are going and they're benefiting off of the ability to play football to get that education. And that's fine. If that's their choice, that's their choice. But the majority are going to play at the next level uh, in that sport, at the professional level. And so why are we trying to fool ourselves that these kids are there to be students first and then athletes? Because they're there to be athletes. And, and uh, you know, a, a school administrator may not tell you that straight up, but they're there to be athletes because what 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 good do they serve that school? Well, they serve that school by playing a sport and, and by playing that sport, what does the school receive? They receive billions and billions of dollars. So well, I, I guess what's your reward here? You're, you're, you're saying that if this academic scholarship receiver comes to my school, I'm going to guarantee him the best education. I'm going to guarantee him a diploma at the end. And I'm going to guarantee that he has the best opportunity to succeed at the next level. You're doing the same thing with the athlete, but you're also requiring them to go to school. You're not guaranteeing them the best job application that they can, or uh, resume that they can put out to a job application after they graduate college. No, you're, you're, you're saying, look, you come and play here. You're going to get the best. You're going to have your best chance to play at the next level, at the NFL, MLB, whatever the case may be. So, I, I bring all this up in the sense that, and I, oh man, we're, we're running up to the break here, but I bring all this up because the NBA is finally starting to do something intelligent. And they're finally starting to bypass the NCAA, which these two organizations are not linked at all. But they're trying to bypass these two organ, or, you know, bypass the NCAA as an organization and expand the G League. And I think that's a great idea because what it does is it, it takes the NCAA and all of its corrupt natures completely out. And it ultimately leads us to a better chance of resetting the NCAA and eliminating it altogether and coming up with a new governing body that is correct and accurate. So you're listening to Jake from Sports Talk. When we come back, we're going to talk some NBA and the mental factors and the generational mental factors. Stay tuned. You'll find out what I'm talking about. You're listening to Jake from Sports Talk here on 104.5, 106.1, worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. We'll be right back, guys. Don't go anywhere. A Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internship opportunities, A Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to grab the mic and be on the air. A Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world all year round. 
be an on-air personality, talk show producer, or YouTube TV podcast editor. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back to Jake from Sports Talk here on the here on Lone Star Community. I hit my, hit my power button there. Here on Lone Star Community Radio, thank you again for joining in on a, another wonderful Wednesday. Ah, it's nice to actually have some beautiful weather outside. I don't For all those not from the Houston area, and I know if you're back east right now, it's you're getting some pretty bad weather too. Uh, much worse than what we've had down here, but it just has been so miserable the entire... I don't know, month of February. So it's, I don't know, hopefully this is the start of March. You know, obviously we were a week into it now, so hopefully we, we keep the good weather going. So uh, I said before the break that we were going to talk about uh, some more NBA stuff and having um, something to do with Kevin Love. And it's it's Kevin Love and DeMar DeRozan, to be completely honest. But um, it's more about... Not their play per se, because you know that's two different positions. One's a, a shooting guard, one's you know a center. But it's more about their mental aspect. And if you've been focusing in on the sports world the last uh, week and a half, essentially, uh, about a week and a half ago, Demar Derozan is you know guard for the uh, Toronto Raptors. He came out and he said that he struggles with uh, heavy bouts of depression, not just throughout the season, but you know in life as a whole. Um, and he's been quoted saying that he's you know. Man, you know, the, here's the exact quotes. Man, the last week has probably been one of the most incredible things that me personally I've witnessed, period. The Toronto Raptors star said Tuesday night. And this is all courtesy of the star.com. Um, 
so yes, he he did receive a lot of support on social media and stuff uh, from not just from fans, but uh, but also from the team in general. And the response that he got from uh, you know supportive response that he got from his fellow teammates in the locker room, from the front office, the GM, the coach, everything. Um, but then again, also from you know the public and a lot of that response, I guess, made it feel really made made Kevin Love feel really comfortable to come out yesterday, and he released a piece on. Um, the Tribune, uh, Players Tribune, which uh, just informing Dick, for all those who don't know, that's a um, it's a online journalism website that is dedicated to the players by the players. Now, a lot of the times, the players the players can go on there and write their own stuff if they want, but a lot of the times they have actual writers that they talk to, and those writers write, you know, just exactly with without any of their personal opinion. Or agendas put into it. It's it's strictly just the whatever the players say that that's what goes into it, and the writers just write it logically. And it was actually founded by Derek Jeter in, in post playing career. So I, I think that's really cool. But on this website, the Players Tribune, Kevin Love came out and he had a guy write a or I'm I'm assuming he had a guy write a piece for him, and he talked about how um, you know his mental health has been on the fritz for quite some time now, and. Uh, he was saying that earlier in this year, it was right at the start of the season, they had you know the, the bad start and bad stretch. He was entering, uh, or he went into the game, the start of the game, starting roster obviously, went through and had uh, one point through 15 minutes in the first half of, of the game, and he just felt as though he was off. He was winded within the first you know minute or two of the game, and he didn't know what was going on, and he went into a timeout. And at the end of the timeout, they had you know called a play, and it was basically designed around Kevin Love getting an open shot on the three-point line. And it, it, Kevin said he doesn't even entirely remember that full timeout conversation. And it was only later, after going back and revisiting that that specific moment, that you know other players told him you know that's you know what happened and and he said he physically could not re-enter the game uh he, he couldn't it wasn't that he emotionally couldn't or or uh, mentally couldn't it was that his body physically would not let him go back into the game uh following that he sprinted into the locker room trying to figure out uh what was going on he he, he was having a panic attack but he never had had one before so he wasn't entirely sure what was going on he said that he ran from room to room uh, breathing extremely heavy and trying to um, acting as though he was looking for something, but really he was just trying to uh, calm himself down. Uh, and then he hit a point where he laid down flat on the floor on his back, and that was at the time when uh, player personnel came in to you know find out what was going on. Uh, they rushed him to the hospital. They did a bunch of tests. They said everything was okay, but they did identify it as a panic attack. Um, since then, the team has... Uh, helped him out by sending him to counseling and helping him, you know, kind of learn what what what's going on uh, with him. Because obviously he he didn't know uh, he may have had some problem problems or something, but he didn't really know the extent of it. And um, I asked Dick to hang around today. Uh, and for all of you who uh, don't know, Dick is our station manager here at Lone Star Community Radio. He's also the host of an awesome morning show. If you want to go check it out, it's Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. And obviously, he's also uh, the head of the Stubby Army and Stubby Nation with the Ticket Stub every Thursday with uh, Connor and Chris. Chris. 
Connor and Chris. There we go. So Connor, I, I always forget Chris's name. I know Chris, if you're listening, if you're listening to me. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, Idiot. No. <laughs> but I asked him to hang around because uh, the age here with DeMar DeRozan and Kevin Love, you know, Kevin Love's 29 and DeMar DeRozan is, I believe, 30, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and or 20. He might. No, he's 29 as well. So that dick, you're how old? I'm 31. You're 31. So you're right around that range, that 85 to 90s baby. And I've got brothers that are that age, and I know how they are, you know, mentally and emotionally. And I know how you are mentally and emotionally. And I want to know if it's something that is this, um, I guess, way of dealing with this situation, a generational thing? Is it something that we're seeing from them? Is it something that we're seeing from – NBA players. I mean, you're a big soccer fan. Is it something that's common in soccer? Because I don't think it's something we see in the NFL at all, and or nor the NHL. Well, I think it's also uh, the biggest picture of it. The way I saw it was or see it is, it's always going to be there. It's always has been there. The depression or the individual seeing something that is affecting them in their health. Uh, like I know for me, example, when I was I played baseball a lot. You at a younger age. And I would get so much anxiety about the game and not not like a nervous anxiety, but just excited. Like I just couldn't do it and my body would overdo itself. And I'll never forget one of the coaches. I don't know if this is right or what was wrong, but he said, Hey, try a Zantec 75, a heartburn medicine. And that's interesting. Yeah. And it, it works. And I don't know if it was more of a placebo thing or whatever, but like it calmed me down. My, my heart rate stopped, you know, like it just, everything kind of, adjust itself but you know your question is if it's a generational thing i think it's uh part of our society is opening up to people being allowed to say things like to express themselves in a sense of oh i'm depressed or i'm in a position where i'm weak so one thing i heard uh and one thing i heard on this was that um our our generation your generation and then mine because i am i'm not significantly younger than you but I, i am quite quite a bit younger than you. I fall in a different generation category. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of uh, suicide that we have been exposed to at, uh, you know, in our generation at our young age has made us more, I guess, open and, and um, understanding rather than uh, fearful and judgmental of the fact that people would come out and say this sort of thing. Because you, you mentioned off air something about Jordan and how Jordan probably went through these same things, but his heart of a champion uh, powered him through it, and that's that's what he that's be, well, that's why he was so great. Well, on a, on a sports level, especially at a, a professional sports level, the competition mentality has always been part of the winner's mentality. And though I said Jordan, because I mean I think everybody at one point in their life goes through a form of depression, either it's self-doubt or if it's like a loss in the family or you don't know what depression is until afterwards, if that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, when I use Jordan as an example, I mean, I think his personality, he had the personality to overcome anything because he wanted to be the best. And that applies to everything, every aspect of his life, not just on the basketball court. No, uh, we saw it with his baseball career too. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, he tried. I mean, yeah, like that, no, no, that, he tried. I mean, and, and it's, it's the, the well, good, a good example today it would be Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow is one of those people I can just see having that that locker room attitude where he's a good, not a leader, but a good example of he's a shoulder to lean on. He, you don't really see him weak 
in a sense of like, he, you know, he's bringing people, he's not bringing anyone else down. He's not lashing out or anything like that. Yeah. And I think uh, the, Ke- the Kevin Love situation, the thing that's horrible about it, and I, and this part of the depression is, I don't know if I want to be on a team with, with somebody like that. So that that's a whole other aspect of it, and that was um, a lot of the what Kevin Love said in in this piece was, you know, I, before or up until this moment, I have not felt comfortable in coming out with this knowledge and and this, you know, the fact that I had a panic attack. Just and he and a lot of it is part of because, or at least I imagine, it's because of the reaction of his teammates, and so. Um, you know, we're we're still kind of fresh in on this story, so how this is actually going to play out uh, is a little un, it's it's unknown. And they didn't have a game last night, and so. But I guess, can you elaborate on that? Why why would that bother you as a fellow well, teammate? To, well, there's two sides to that too, especially the responsibility as a franchise or a team to that individual, but also the team's responsibility to that individual because. At the end of the day, for these professional athletes, it's about results. So what's going to happen if this guy becomes depressed and he starts stinking and then basically they, they trade him off or they get rid of him? He goes back to the minors and it gets worse and worse and worse. And then the best example I can give you is the NFL dealing with their retired players and some of them actually having psychological issues. Uh, either it's through the, the physical abuse they're put their body through or it's like it's depression. Yeah, and whose responsibility is that, and how do you approach it? Because I know I, there's there's some players, especially in soccer, where you're out for a year or two, and that changes your entire direction of your career in in the world of soccer. Uh, because you might not be a starter when you get back, you might not be the same, uh, and things like that. And also that leads to people committing suicide, or I mean, it, it, there are a couple suicides in a year in soccer. Uh, they're not well known because there's there's so many levels of it. Yeah, but it it's really weird too because we're we you as a viewer we're spectators we want to see an exciting game, and we always like to see people overcome stuff. But in the end, I'd rather watch a Michael Jordan be a butthead about how good he is, but because <laughs> it's kind of like the the human nature of the court, and like if you're on the court competing, you want to be able to talk smack and back it up, and like those are the people who I always like to have on my team. Because they're always going to improve themselves because they fight themselves. Well, and I, I think, uh, to, I guess to back, or not to back, I don't know, I, to put it out there is you, the level of player and the level of caliber of player that these two are, yeah. DeMar DeRozan and, and Kevin Love, I mean, these aren't your B, B squad. Yeah, you know, that, these, that's these, the one thing I'd be worried about is these are your A guys. Their performance, the performances, in the, and tomorrow, I mean, now you're kind of getting these guys who are clearly sympathetic to them. Like your teammate, you don't want to be a butt and be like, no, man, like you got to not think that way because don't be a wimp. Kind well, of. But what about the little guy in the locker room? Like with little man syndrome. I mean, these guys have, they, they don't have these sort of feelings that are, at least for the most part, they don't have these, uh, well, you know, bouts of depression did, like was that. Was there any reports of Muggsy Bogues having problems? No, not that I, I can. So, I mean, he was literally the smallest guy there. And he, <laughs> he just like Michael Jordan, in my mind, because I used to watch him, that's who my inspiration. Because I was, I was a small basketball player. Him and John Stockton, those are the people I loved watching because they were good and they could be useful in the team. They weren't necessarily the give the guy, give the ball to this player. But I mean, that, I think it's it's going to be a horrible situation to do that in the locker well, room. So you you were talking about the team aspect of it. Do you think it's on the team, the the team's responsibility to get this person some mental help? Like you know how many trainers they have in the locker room to to 
treat physical injuries. Well, yeah, I think any any type of high stress workplace, and that is a workplace. Let's yeah. Think about it like that. Yeah, yeah. Like police officers have therapists, firefighters have access to therapists. Certain jobs, you know, if I'm a day trader or something, I imagine they go see their therapists. But yeah, I don't. That wouldn't be a, a problem. I don't see it as a norm of a, as a franchise having that available to them. But it would strange though too is they come out on the Players' Tribune and do something like that and say you're a teammate you had no idea. Like, to me, that starts, if you're really that close to the group, it shakes some of it. Because, like, why would you go publicly with that and not really share it with us? Well, and I don't know. We don't know if he shared it with his locker room prior to this. Because I, I, you have to imagine that when he left at halftime to go to the hospital because he was having a panic attack, I'm sure it got out that, you know, to his teammates that, that he had a panic attack or something happened at Well, least. now this is all going to be blamed on him if he does poorly. Well, but that's where the grand scheme of things come into it because there's already been points in time this season and prior seasons with the Cavaliers where everybody's pointed the finger at him and saying, you're the reason why we're doing bad right now. You're the reason why we're not going to win this championship. Well, I mean, that even renegotiations of their contracts, that's going to come up and even not on paper, but it's still going to be, hey, this guy's kind of unstable, you know, one-fourth of the time. But I guess my my problem with it is I don't think we should criticize someone for having that i understand as as you personally you may want to rather watch jordan at the highest level and i want to watch the highest level as well that's why i'm watching pros and not college there in that moment in time but i i also am not going to criticize someone if they have to take a step back and and go get you know mental help just like i'm not going to blame a guy who's sitting on the bench with a broken ankle you know i'm not gonna be like oh what a wimp we'll walk it off i think it comes down to the character of the individual too because I've always the one thing I always loved about sports is yeah, at any age is it's a team like I love team sports because like I know when I was growing up I loved being part of the team yeah I love being you know I was never the individual who wanted to be the figure skater in a sense of I'm the only, I'm like the lone ranger here I'm the only one gonna be good enough you know if that makes sense no no that makes a lot of sense and I, the thing that's gonna be challenging to players like love and and other individuals like that is how can you still be part of the team if a, someone's looking at you, you're the, you're the reason we're losing. You're the weak link. You're the weak link, and everyone knows how hard that is on a team if you have a weak link, and you got to do something about it if, as a team because you're trying to win, right? That's why we're not trying yeah. to get everyone be friends. We're trying to win first, I imagine, at that level, at the professional level. Yeah, and I, I don't – I hate to do this because it's just, it really isn't fair to do in a normal situation, but I don't think this is a normal situation. But I wonder how much of this falls on LeBron James. Not just his his fame and stardom. Well, he's the and, captain, right? Well, yeah, obviously. So, but but if you know his his nature and his character and how he drags teams along like little puppies on a leash, you know, and, and he constantly does these one year deals and constantly expects X out of his you know co players, especially if you were signing on. Where when he when Love came to Cleveland, LeBron wanted Love there and he expected Love to be his number two, and. I mean, that's a lot of expectation to be put on an individual, and whether or not you can live up to that is, is that speaks to your character. Well, but is that fair? I, so well, there's going to be contract changes with this too. I mean, I can already kind of see if somebody's going to have the, the unstable side of their work, basically. Yeah. Like either they either Love has the character to say, "Hey, I'm going to step away for six months. I'm still going to train, but I just I'm just not mentally ready to be in the light." 
or he's going to continue. And then basically it's always going to come up. Everyone on ESPN, everyone on Jake from sports talks going to be like, Oh, he's failing because he's weak mind. He's depressed. Oh, he's got this issue. I mean, it's, I, I, there's no right answer. There's no wrong answer, but it's, I mean, it's up down to the individual's experience and also what the team wants to do. Cause you know, there's some teams, I bet like probably the good example would be the San Antonio Spurs from, was it six years ago? When their team was just like when that was a team, yeah. And I and so it'd be great if there's a story that comes out from those one of those guys. You know, and I was depressed, but you know, as a team, we kept improving. Or, you know, whatever. Well, or even from Michael. Just, I mean, what if he said, "Yeah, I, I mean, I've fought depression, and I I tried to combat it with all the drinking and the gambling, it, you know, problems that I went through." And, you know, but I still came up and I still showed up and played, you know, so I, it's it. Well, we could say, and then Kevin Love's perspective, is he going to keep playing or is he going to going to kind of say he has this issue? And then basically every talking point is always going to be, oh, he stinked. He stunk today because he has of the issue or he did really well today because he's overcoming that issue. But again, do we treat it like a sprained ankle where, oh, man, my ankle was just not feeling it today? Well, that's what I'm saying. I'd be interested in the clock, like in your contracts, here's your contracts and things like or they'd be allowed to take a mental health holiday. <laughs> I mean, I mean, some people do it. They might cover it up with something else. Oh, like I'm just like my calves are broken, you know, or you know, my calves. Are broken. That's what that's what Cleveland says every day now. <laughs> but, you know, if you know what I mean, it's no, like, I, how, I, what's acceptable, what isn't, especially when someone's paying money. I guarantee you some lawyers can be like, no, we're not paying them. Nope. Not paying him. If he's going to take a mental health holiday, well, that makes us look bad, man. Who cares? I don't want to pay him. I'm not paying him for a mental I, I know, I, and I get that whole aspect of it. And so it's, I don't know, it's really interesting um, to see all this play out. We've got basically uh, 24 hours of the love side of it. We've got a week and a half of the DeRozan side. Um, and, I, you know, DeRozan hasn't had any issues in this play. So, you know, love has. Love has had some issues this year. And he's also, he's, he's injured right now, too. So he's actually physically injured. Well, I mean, that might be part of the problem. <laughs> it might be. He's not on the court. Yeah. So, all right, uh, stay tuned. You are listening to Jake from Sports Talk, and we will be right back uh, right after these messages. Uh, don't forget, guys, if you want to catch uh, more of Dick and, and everything, go check out IRLoneStar.com, the ticket stub, Mornings with Lone Star, and everything like that. All right, we'll be right back, guys. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Sudden Link Channel 12, 
and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Welcome back to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio 104.5, 106.1 worldwide on IRLoneStar.com Woo! Alright, that was a, a long last segment and since that was a long last segment we're going to have to cut this last one uh, or not cut it, we're going to combine it the last two segments into one segment making it only 10 minutes because we are running uh, or 15 minutes making you know, because we are running low on time. So, um, real quick, just to rehash that. Uh, that was Dick Schisler, our station manager. Awesome guy. Uh, so thankful for everything he's done for me here on this uh, radio station. But, yeah, go check out uh, all of his shows uh, with the Ticket Stub and Mornings with Lone Star. The Mornings with Lone Star is Monday through Friday, and uh, Skippy is a hoot and a holler, and Dick is a, you know, Dick is Dick. Uh, he's a little more lively, I guess, at that time. He's had enough coffee, you know, that, and he's more of a morning person. I'm going to put it that way. He's more of a morning person, I would say. But um, also he does a ticket stub, and he gets really animated about movies, so that's a lot of fun there. But go check out IRLoneStar.com. There's tons of shows. Coming up next is uh, Justice is Blonde. Talk about a smart woman. <laughs> um, I, I've engineered her show a few times now. And, man, do I feel like just an idiot compared to her. So uh, really smart, really interesting legal show. And it's not just about, like, what to do, you know, when you get in a car accident. Call Justice is Blonde. No, it's it's more in-depth about that. And just just a really intelligent woman. If you ever want to get a, a just a unique and interesting perspective on a various, you know, variety of, of legal topics and different things from – uh, you know, like one of the cool shows and it, the topic is not cool, but but the idea behind it is cool. And it was about sex trafficking and and how to help, um, you know, the women that are subject to it. And, you know, those who are here illegally, really cool show. Um, you can go check her out on IRLoneStar.com. And then obviously you can see Jake from Sports Talk there. You can get all the links you need for this show, uh, the YouTube page, the uh, Google uh, iTunes and all that jazz, uh, and you can go, you know, follow, like, subscribe on all those platforms, and uh, that way you never miss a wonderful episode of Jake from Sports Talk. So, with that said, let's get into our last topic of the day, which uh, we, we're going to kind of stick with the mental game here. Um, you know, talking about Kevin Love and Demar Derozan's 
uh, mental health issues that they are currently facing right now. And uh, a sport that is extremely mental. Uh, and I would probably say that a lot of the time, if you uh, struggle with mental health, you're going to struggle in this game. And that game is golf. And a key aspect of, uh, or not aspect, but a key uh, example of that would be Tiger Woods. Now, we all, I think for the most part, know Tiger Woods' you know, rise to glory and fame within the sport where uh, I would say the majority of people that watched golf at that time through that rise in the late 90s and through the 2000s, they watched, and this is rare, because I feel like a lot of the time you've got a pretty solid 40, 60, 50, 50, 60, 40 split when an athlete is someone of the Tiger Woods or the LeBron James or the Kobe's or when they're at the upper echelon of their sport, you know, Tom Brady, another good example, you're, you, you have a majority of people that are watching that are either rooting for him to win and then the other majority is rooting for him to lose. And it's usually pretty evenly split with it being 60, you know, 40 or 40, 60 or, you know, 50, 50, whatever the case may be. But, you know, Tiger, Tiger was is rare in that instance where, um, you know, I'm trying to think of a lot of players that I could, I, I, you know, me personally, I, I can't think of a lot of people that a lot of athletes that we would watch and say generally – we want that person to succeed. And, you know, you can't I, – I, I'm excluding Olympic athletes there because as a country, I think we want our, our U.S. athletes to, to succeed in what they're doing. But then you got to consider the rest of the world. They'd rather their player win. You know, they may not personally hate the other player or may not want that other person, you know, to lose per se, but uh, unless it's like Americans and Canadians, then you know I, I you know I know the Canadians are or the Americans are like ah I want that Canadian to lose I don't care if the Americans don't win I just want the Canadian to lose, um, <laughs> but with Tiger it, it it's not like that with Tiger Tiger's successful era was you wanted to see Tiger be Tiger and just ultimately succeed and dominate this sport. You were never tuning in to see him lose. You were seeing if he could do it again, week in and week out, how successful he was. And so you had this this era, and then obviously you've got the downfall era, the eight iron through the window, the you know numerous women he cheated on his wife with, um, and it just it spiraled, and everybody flipped on him. And then it was man, I just want to see him lose. I want no success for him. And then he had the mental aspect come into it and the mental twist of all of it and his career and then obviously the injuries and the surgery after surgery. And then we had even even the latest scandal, uh, you know, and I, I feel like a lot of people have forgotten about this. He was recently caught, you know, driving under the influence and he had a lot of drugs in his system, variant, uh, various drugs in his system as well. And it wasn't, so it wasn't just like pot. It was, you know, and actually I don't even think marijuana was in his system at all. It was a variety of, of opioids essentially and, you know, various painkillers. So, but we look at what we are seeing now this tour season. So Tiger himself has played in three 
um, PGA Tour official tour events, FedEx events. And uh, he played at the Hero World Challenge, which um, I, I guess that's actually not a FedEx uh, point event, but it is recognized as a PGA Tour event. Uh, he shot eight under in four days. Then you saw the Farmers Insurance Open. In four rounds, he shot three under. And then in the Honda Classic, he was even through four rounds. And I, the fact that we're seeing him back at this stage to where he not only played back-to-back -back weekends, uh, he made back-to-back -back cuts, and he, in his last tournament that he played in, which wasn't obviously this past weekend but the weekend before, he finished 12th overall. Now he's coming up in the Valspar uh, Classic this upcoming weekend starting tomorrow. But the big thing I, I don't think is, is necessary, where we're seeing his play at is great and it's phenomenal. It's something that we haven't seen out of Tiger in six years, five years. And so to see him back at this level is awesome and it's, it's great for him. But I think the more important thing is the following that it's bringing. And it's not bringing, you know, this super, like, overly uh, energetic support for Tiger, per se. I, I think some people are still kind of torn on this this whole aspect of it. And the I think it's more of just how many people are tuning in uh, to Tiger and not to golf. And when we saw um, when we saw Tiger back in his heyday and in, in his prime, the attendance and the numbers from all different walks of life were, were watching golf to watch Tiger. They weren't watching golf to watch golf. They were watching they were watching golf to watch Tiger and watch how dominant he was. The tournament that he finished 12th in was the Honda Classic. Attendance was up almost 25% from last year on, a, on, on an entire four-day, you know, rounds, four rounds, four days, attendance was up almost 25% from last year, and it's the highest numbers since 2010. And then the second highest numbers since 2007. So we're talking back when Tiger was good, back when Tiger was relevant, we're talking about numbers that we haven't seen since since those days. And so I wanted to I want to bring up is that a good thing for golf or is that a bad thing for golf? Because I'm looking at it as a bad thing for golf. I don't want to take anything away from Phil Mickelson. I love Lefty. Uh I I, I truly think he is just a genuine guy. I know he's got some tax issues and whatnot, but it's a story for another day. I think he's truly a genuine genuinely a good guy and I like him a lot. But there's, you know, an honesty thing that you just got to look in the mirror at some point and you got to say, would Phil Mickelson be as popular as he is if it weren't for Tiger Woods? You know, I, you got to look at what, what Tiger drew into the golf world and how many people learned more, you know, more, how many more people learned about Phil. Because your golf fans are going to know Phil because they're golf fans. But how many how many casual viewers of golf were able to now identify Phil for Phil and and, and know him as Lefty, truly as Lefty? And you got to look at it. I mean, I, I'm a huge golf fan, and so I'm you know it's hard to kind of imagine. Oh man, yeah, everybody would know Phil still. I mean, it's still it's Phil. 
but like Jim Furyk, you know, I, I I bet you the casual you know fan knows Phil or knows Furyk, but outside of that, probably not. But outside of regular, you know, outside of the casual fan, still a lot of people know who Phil Mickelson is, and I think that has to do directly, you know, due to Tiger Woods and his prime and his prime, you know, playing days, and so. We're looking at what golf is now, and then I'm looking at it from the future standpoint. Tiger being this dominant and this good with ratings, not even play, just purely ratings, people wanting to see the comeback. America loves the comeback story. They love the underdog. They, you know, they, they also love to tear down the, the top dogs. And when, when Tiger had that episode, had all that about his life come down, the, America did not hold back in ripping Tiger down to below dung. They ultimately just shredded shredded him to pieces. But once they got him into a million little pieces, now they want to see Tiger put himself back together. Become that golfer again that he once was. Own up his his he I mean he's already owned his mistakes. I mean he's come out multiple times and apologized. He's owned his mistakes. Now they want to see him rise back to glory because they love that story. And that story's great, but but Tiger's old. I mean, he, in sports years, Tiger is old. That man needs to shave his head and just go bald because what he's got on top, man, you 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 ain't 25 anymore, Tiger. Just shave that up top. But where does that leave the future of the sport? Because he doesn't have very long left to play. Phil Mickelson doesn't have very left long to have very long left to play. And so we look at what they have in the young talent. I mean, you're talking, you know, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, Bubba Watson, um, Paul Casey. I mean, I, he's not an American, uh, but in, you, outside of Americans, you know, uh, Jordan Spieth is an American. Uh, Vegas, uh, um, I'm trying to think of everybody off the top of my head, and it's not coming out. Uh, Fitzpatrick, uh, Grace, Usazen, Reed, Patrick Reed, uh, Webb Simpson, Justin Rose, Ricky Fowler. I mean, you're looking at all these Rory McIlroy. I mean, you're looking at all these these golfers that are young and that have you know talent and skill. But the problem is, is they've been there for a couple of years and they didn't move the needle. They didn't draw in golfers like Tiger did when he was their age, like Tiger did at the start of his career and through his prime years. And a lot of these guys are hitting their prime, uh, the the early stages of their prime years. So where do we go? Uh, where do we go now from here, as the future of golf? Because I don't think, you know, once Tiger's gone, are we still going to see this much popularity, or is it going to take another athlete, uh, just a super athlete like Tiger, a, an ultimately great golfer like Tiger, the ones who who actually have the chance to beat Jack's record of majors? Is 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 it going to take that caliber of a player? Because, man, I don't know if we're ever going to get another caliber player like that. I mean, you had the you had the Jack era with Ar- Arnold, and um, you know you had that competition and that rivalry, and that was a part of the the greatness of that era that that drew fans in. It, it, can that work again? Can that uh, you know recipes for success work again? Or do we just need the pure dominance that we had from Tiger? So food for thought. It's really, um, you know, oh, and I, I told I wanted everybody to uh, comment on different things. So go to my Facebook page, 
Jay from Sports Talk. Google message me at Jay from Sports Talk at gmail.com. Um, let me know what you think. Is, is golf in trouble? Do we have a future in golf uh, that is going to be sustainable in ratings? Because golf's an expensive sport to play, and it's harder for athletes to get into it than, you know, most other sports. So, you know, are we is golf pushing people away when golf as a whole should be trying to open its doors to more and more people being able to play like the athlete that Tiger was? And if it wasn't for Tiger's dad, who knows? Tiger could be playing in the NBA. Tiger could be playing in the NFL. Tiger could be a baseball player. I mean, with that hand-eye coordination, yeah. I mean, I could give it to him. So, all right, guys. It's been an awesome, awesome Wednesday. And I thank you so much all for tuning in to another episode of Jake from Sports Talk. Again, if you missed any part of the show and you want to catch up again, go check out the podcast version on Google Play and iTunes at Jake from Sports Talk. Or the YouTube version will come up uh by the end of the week, I think I think it's Friday is my day that he does my videos. Uh, we're still trying to get that, that pattern and schedule worked out, but I think it's Friday. The podcast version will be up uh, either later tonight or first thing tomorrow morning. By 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, that schedule we do have down pat. <laughs> um, so, yeah, stay tuned for Justice is Blonde coming up next year on Lone Star Community Radio. And then Rick the Reluctant Cowboy coming on at 3 for some afternoons with Lone Star. Uh yeah all right guys it's been another fun wednesday we'll see you next wednesday from one to two as always all right guys we'll see you later thank you for checking out this production of lone star community radio Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV in Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.